Today on the Matt Wall Show, the Attorney General of New York is going after the NRA, seeking to dissolve it for its alleged criminal conduct. And that brings up a good question. Why hasn't any Republican AG done this to Planned Parenthood? Speaking of criminal conduct, also five headlines, including Joe Biden accidentally being racist again, plus another actress issues a tearful public apology. But the reason for this apology uh, is possibly the most absurd yet, which is quite a statement, I realize. All of that on the way. But we start here. Uh, yesterday, as mentioned, the Attorney General of New York made an announcement. Uh, word of, of this impending announcement made its way to the internet the day before, and leftists were beside themselves with glee, hoping that it would be an announcement that Donald Trump was going to be arrested. Yes, that, that's really what they thought was going to happen. What they got instead perhaps wasn't quite as good as that, if you're a leftist, but still, still a nice treat, I suppose. Uh, take a listen. Just a few minutes ago, my office filed a lawsuit against the National Rifle Association to dissolve the organization in its entirety for years of self-dealing and illegal conduct that violate New York's charities law and undermine its own mission. Yes, dissolve the NRA. That's what she's trying to do. Months out from an election, dissolve the NRA. Call me cynical, but this seems to be just a tad political. Just a tad, maybe. Uh, that's all, just a tad. Now, here's more from an NPR report. It says Attorney General Letitia James claims in a lawsuit filed Thursday that she found financial misconduct in the millions of dollars and that it contributed to a loss of more than $64 million over a three-year period. The suit alleges that top NRA executives misused charitable funds for personal gain, awarded contracts to friends and family members, and provided contracts to former employees to ensure loyalty. Seeking to dissolve the NRA is the most aggressive sanction that James could have sought against the not-for-profit organization, which uh, James has jurisdiction over because is registered in New York. Uh, and that's why she thinks she can dissolve the entire organization. James has a wide range of authorities relating to nonprofits in the state, including the authority to force organizations to cease operations or dissolve. The NRA is all but certain to contest it. The NRA said in a statement that the legal action was political, I think I, I think they're probably right about that, calling it a baseless, premeditated attack on our organization and the Second Amendment freedoms it fights to defend. We not only uh, will not shrink from this fight, we will confront it and prevail. Now, I have no real opinion personally about whether the NRA is guilty of these things or not. I certainly am not going to take the word of the Democrat Attorney General of New York, nor of the media, when it comes to this. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they've done or haven't done. What I will say is this. First of all, New York, particularly New York City, is overrun with crime and violence. Crime and violence have risen dramatically in recent months and are still rising. Okay, it's, it's only getting worse. And it's it's been very bad. It's only getting worse. Here's just to give you an idea. Here's the latest monthly report from the NYPD as found on nyc.gov on the... Um, New York City government's website. It says for the month of July 2020, there was a 177% increase in the number of shooting incidents across the city as the number of shootings rose in all five boroughs of New York. The number of people murdered citywide increased 59% for the month, while the number of burglaries increased 31%, and the number of auto thefts increased 53%. And we should note that much of this has to do directly with failures of the justice system. That is, with things the attorney general could help fix and ought to be focused on fixing. Many of the violent criminals wreaking havoc on the street 
are only out on the street to begin with because they've been released by the courts and permitted to continue their campaigns of terror in these communities. For example, a Brooklyn gang member was released without bail on an attempted murder charge. And as soon as he got back into the community, he proceeded to participate in three drive-by shootings. And here's just here's the image from one of those. Um, he, did, he did three drive-by shootings af- after already being in jail on an attempted murder charge. Shot the guy in the back. Okay, so uh, clearly a man of true courage that we have here. And this kind of thing is not uncommon. The point is that the attorney general ought to have other things on her mind, other things to do besides act out this vendetta against the NRA. But this is how Democrats operate. They are simply not interested in the practical fulfillment of their actual job duties. This is, this is why Democrat-run cities across the country are in shambles. Least of all, are they interested in silly things like protecting their communities and defending the innocent against violent cr- criminal scumbags. No, they are interested in their ideology and in acting according to their ideology and in staying loyal to the ideology at all costs, no matter what. This, of course, makes them bad leaders. But one thing that uh, I can say about them is that, for the most part, they really believe what they say they believe, and they will act on it or try to anyway. And this offers a stark contrast to Republicans, who in most cases don't seem to believe a single word of what they say, which is why they rarely try to actually enact conservative policies or accomplish conservative goals. If they were interested in doing the right thing and the right thing, capital R and lowercase r, then they would be going after Planned Parenthood the same way the left is now going after the NRA. Dissolve the NRA? Well, well, whether there's been fraud or whatever in the organization, I have no idea. What I do know is that the NRA has never directly killed anybody, despite the way they're portrayed. Planned Parenthood, on the other hand, kills over 300,000 humans a year. 300,000 humans a year, and they do it with the help of a half a billion dollars in tax money. Why don't we dissolve them? Planned Parenthood should be harassed and pursued constantly by conservatives um, the way that the NRA is by leftists. Planned Parenthood certainly deserves it. And that is, to put the matter, I think, quite mildly. Now, you can argue that, yes, they kill 300,000 human children a year and are thus one of the most evil and destructive organizations to have ever existed on planet Earth. But sadly, it's legal. So there's no basis to dissolve them or uh, pursue them as a criminal organization. Well, uh, don't worry. Uh, Planned Parenthood commits plenty of crimes, too. They, cr- crimes against humanity, like the mass murder of children, and also crimes according to the law books. Planned Parenthood has committed fraud, which is why Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast had to pay $4.3 million in a lawsuit after being accused of fraudulently, fraudulently billing Medicaid over the course of several years. Uh, that's a crime. We talk about fraud. Well, there you have it. Planned Parenthood employees across the country have also been caught on undercover video multiple times over the years expressing a willingness to turn a blind eye to rape and sex trafficking, as was revealed for just one example in a uh, 2018 live action investigation. And of course, speaking of undercover videos, Planned Parenthood executives and other employees were documented on tape extensively by the Center for Medical Progress and Dave Daleiden across many locations trying to sell the butchered body parts of their human victims. That happened. It is on video. You can see it for yourself. The videos were not doctored. They were not deceptively edited. They were not. They show what they show, and what they show is both horrific and criminal. 
Has the NRA ever dismembered a child and tried to sell its liver for profit to a science lab? If so, I say dissolve them immediately. I'll be, I'll be the first to stand and applaud as you do it. But I don't think they've done that. Um, Planned Parenthood has. Not to mention, again, we can't forget the millions and millions and millions and millions of human beings that this organization, this organization from the bowels of hell, have uh, murdered for profit. Yet they continue unimpeded, not just unimpeded, but funded. Funded. And I'll have more to say about that aspect of it, the funding, in just a second. But first, a word from um, our friends at LifeLock. You know, cyber criminals are out there and uh, they're always trying to get your information. And um, they don't they don't they don't take a break just because there's a pandemic. In fact, quite the opposite. They're going to take advantage of the pandemic. A criminal scheme involving nearly 50,000 falsified unemployment insurance claims have been discovered by Maryland state officials. The scam adds up to more than $500 million in claims. While it is uh, capitalizing upon the hardships caused by COVID, the fraud involved identity theft from previous security breaches, and Maryland isn't alone. Other states are experiencing similar unemployment fraud. Um, and that's why you, know, you have all this information out there. Uh, you, you, your information is exposed if you're using the internet, and, uh, and that's why you, you have to do the responsible thing, take care of yourself, Take care of your family, uh, you know, which is which can also be exposed. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet, and you could miss certain identity th- threats by just if you're just monitoring your credit or, or or something like that and thinking that you're taking care of everything. There's a lot that you're going to miss, and that's why there is LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number, for example, being on sale on the dark web. If they detect your information, uh, they will send you an alert, and you will know. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash Walsh. That's LifeLock.com slash Walsh for 25% off. All right, so Planned Parenthood, um, on top of everything, it's, it's not just that they are allowed to continue doing these things. Uh, and it's not just that Republicans allow it to continue, but that they are funded in doing it. That what they are doing is funded by tax money. Half a billion dollars a year goes to them. And Republicans are responsible for that, in part. Have played an important role in that. I want you to imagine something for a second. Imagine for a second that the NRA was funded to the tune of half a billion dollars a year by the government. Imagine half a billion dollars a year from the government going to the NRA. Now, if, 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 if let's say that were, to, that were happening, and then Democrats were to take control of the House, Senate, and White House, how long do you think it would take them to defund the NRA and pass a law forbidding any future funding? How long would it take? 30 seconds, a minute? five minutes at at most, it would be the very first thing they did. And they would do it easily. Okay? And yet, Planned Parenthood, $500 million a year for decades now. Republicans take control of the House, Senate, White House, and just continue doing it. They have their excuses, of course. Which every once in a while, most of the time, they don't even bother offering an excuse because nobody asks them. Um, they can just defy their campaign promises and reveal themselves to be total cowards and frauds. 
and there are no consequences at all. It doesn't even come up, so they don't have to offer an excuse. But if they're asked about it, they do have their excuse. Oh, the Democrats were stopping us. The Democrats who had no power were stopping us. We couldn't do it. We just, it's not our fault. It's their fault. They could have done it. They chose not to. Um, which meant that, you know, it, it, it's not just that Democrats are funding Planned Parenthood and Republicans aren't stopping it. It's that Republicans were funding them. Republicans chose to pass budgets funding, taking money from you and giving it to Planned Parenthood. Uh, and that is the essential difference between Republicans and Democrats. That right there. You look at, you look at the way the Democrats treat the NRA. Okay, they say that the NRA is evil and is responsible for millions of deaths. They're not right about that. They're wrong. But the way that they actually act towards that organization, you could tell they really believe it. Republicans would say the same thing about the Planned Parenthood. And in this case, they're actually correct. Yet they don't act that way towards the organization. They say, oh, they're killing babies and they're selling body parts. Here's half a billion dollars a year. Enjoy. Oh, they're an evil organization. Speaking of frauds, the biggest one of all right there. All right, let's go to our five headlines. Before we get into the headlines here, you know, if you if you need auto parts, uh, if you got to fix something on your car or your truck or any other vehicle, uh, you, you can go to the auto parts store, but why do that? Just go to rockauto.com. It's so much easier than walking into a store and someone demanding quick answers to questions that you might not know an answer to. And even if they do, you know, they're going to end up going online, ordering the part because they're not going to have it. It's a limited supply. Rockauto.com is at your desk. It's in your pocket. You carry it with you all, you, all the time, which means that you have in your pocket all the time, essentially, uh, millions of different auto parts. Rockauto.com. So it must be really big pockets you have, I suppose. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what they think the market will bear or what they think they can sort of get out of you. They're not going to do that. Rockauto.com, look, it's a family business, an honest business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, the shop uh, for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So you don't have to spend twice as much for the same parts. Why do that? Twice as much for the same parts, twice as much sometimes for a, for a, a worse, more limited selection. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Walsh in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. All right, number one, you've probably heard this by now, but let's play it again anyway, just for old time's sake. What you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. Yes, there is Joe Biden suggesting for a very inconceivable reason that black people are a monolith and they all think exactly the same. Now, he posted a statement last night clarifying those remarks, but the clarification doesn't really clarify anything. This is what he says. Earlier today, I made some comments about diversity in the African-American and Latino communities that I want to clarify. In no way did I suggest or did I, did I mean to suggest that uh, the African-American community is a monolith, not by identity, not, not on issues, not at all. 
Throughout my career, I have witnessed the diversity of thought, background, and sentiment within the African-American community. It's this diversity that makes our workplaces, communities, and country a better place. My commitment to you is this. I will always listen. I will never stop fighting for the African-American community, and I will never stop fighting for a more equitable future. See, that's not really a clarification. Because he didn't explain just exactly what he was trying to say with his original comment. That's what a cl- clarification clarifies. It makes clear what was said before. Um, but it doesn't. that doesn't do it. Because what he said in the original comment was unambiguous. He straight up said that the black community is not diverse. He was, he was, he was claiming that all black people think alike. This is not the first time he said that. Remember, famously, he said that if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Okay. This is a common theme that he goes back to. And it it doesn't even need to be said, but I'll say it anyway. Just imagine the reaction if Donald Trump said any of that. Okay? Donald Trump is constantly accused of saying racist things. Uh, I can't think of an example of something that, that Donald Trump has actually said publicly, is confirmed to have said, that approaches... Uh, just these two examples in terms of racism. I, I, I can't think of anything that gets near it. Speaking of Donald Trump, by the way, um, President Trump came out yesterday also with an attack on Biden that I thought was pretty notable. Let's, let's, let's listen to that. No religion, no anything. Hurt the Bible, hurt God. He's against God. He's against guns. He's against energy, our kind of energy. I just love the pause there. Hurt the Bible, hurt God. He's going to hurt God. He's going to kick God in the shins and stomp on his foot, hurting God. Uh, I, I, I see this. I, you know, I think about yesterday where you had Biden out there saying that black people all think the same and then Trump saying that Biden's trying to hurt God. And I see that and I, I get really sad. And I'll tell you why I get sad, because I, I think of what we're missing by not having a real campaign season, because this isn't a real campaign season. We're not, we're probably, we're almost certainly not going to have debates. They're not doing uh, campaign speeches. They're not out and about, you know, doing all of that, uh, especially Biden is not. So it's not a real campaign. Can you imagine, though, if, if we had a real campaign season with these two, how hilarious it would be? It's already pretty funny even without it. But if, if these guys were out in front of people every day, giving speeches, speaking live, and constantly upping the ante and, th- and throwing accusations at each other, that would be spectacular. And we are missing that. I think what we saw yesterday was just a shadow of what could have been. It was a, it's a, it's a little morsel of what could have been had we, if we had a real campaign season. Um, I mean, you could always argue, of course, that it's not actually funny at all because this is the future of our country at stake. But it, we're, we are very much in a laugh or cry situation. And so uh, sometimes I choose to laugh because crying on camera would be rather unseemly. Number two, hundreds of teachers gathered in New York yesterday to protest plans to reopen. Let's take a look at uh, that scene. Yes, they were carrying a coffin. There was also a guillotine. Coffins and guillotines is is what they brought. Now, if it were up to me, we would just fire all of these pathetic, useless cowards. 
You're marching through the street with a coffin, weeping, because you have to go back to work after five months? My God, you pitiful clowns. And you know something? I guarantee that every single one of those people, every single one, they've all been to Target. They've all been to fast food drive throughs many other businesses. They've ordered Amazon pickup. You know, I, something tells me. I, I, I don't think they've been living uh, by you know, self-sustaining gardening and, and, and maybe going for hunts in the woods. I, I don't think that's how. I think they've uh, probably been living a relatively normal life as much as possible. So the point is they have no problem with those employees being back at work. The target cashier, they got no problem with her being working. They have no problem with sending the target employees to the guillotine by their own logic. They're fine with that. But them? They have to work? Them? Oh, no. They're teachers. They, you can't make them work. They, they're, they're, these are hallowed, sainted heroes. Hallowed, sainted heroes that don't want to go to work and, uh, and, and provide an education because they're scared. Real heroic. So I guess I should issue my own clarification. I said that they, the teachers were protesting reopening. Now, they weren't protesting reopening anything but schools. They're, they're fine with everything else being open and everybody else working, just not them, because they're special. Number three, the actress Maddie Ziegler, who I've never heard of, but apparently, well, she's an actress. Uh, she has now apologized for racially insensitive videos that she made. And she said in her apology, um, quote, I know some of you are hurt and may not accept my apology. And then she also said she was uh, ashamed and uh, truly sorry. And she goes on, apologizes, a lengthy statement apologizing. And this is where I should probably mention that she's apologizing for supposedly racist videos that she made when she was nine years old. Nine. She is 17 now. So that was eight years ago. At the age of nine, she made, quote, racially insensitive videos and now has been forced to apologize. All I'm going to say about that is, if you, as an adult, have ever been hurt by insensitive comments from a nine-year-old, then you need to consult a psychologist about your undiagnosed mental illnesses. I, assuming, now maybe Maddie Z, I don't know anything about this, maybe she just on her own decided to come out and apologize. If so, then, then fine. But if this was precipitated by any sort of pressure from anybody who had their feelings hurt by eight videos from eight years ago of a nine-year-old, then uh, yes, I, I would say seek, seek psychological care. Okay, uh, number four. A few days ago, I showed you that picture of Jerry Falwell Jr., Liberty University president, uh, on a yacht with his pants unzipped and his shirt pulled up, standing with a, a woman who had her pants unzipped and had her shirt pulled up, and he, they, he appeared to be holding an alcoholic beverage. And... Um, and it all sort of appears to be not exactly the kind of thing that the president of a conservative Christian school would uh, want to, especially a conservative Christian school that expels kids for drinking and acting just like is portrayed in that photo. Not the kind of thing he'd want to post on social media, but he did post it and then he took it down. But of course, it was too late. Now, a couple days later, this clip that I'll play for you in a second, supposedly of Jerry Falwell Jr. calling into a morning radio show and explaining himself started making the rounds. And I swear to you, I heard this thing and I really assumed right away that it was fake, that it was some kind of morning radio, you know, morning zoo gag or something, or somebody calling in pretending to be Falwell. But apparently, according to Politico and other outlets, this is real. This is really Falwell. 
And this is actually from a news talk radio radio show in Lynchburg, Virginia, where Liberty University is located. And it's also a longer interview where he talks about other random things. So yes, this appears to be actually real. This is actually Falwell Jr. calling in. And this is what he has to say. Listen to this. What was up with that picture on Instagram? You know, it was weird because she could she was she's pregnant, so she couldn't get her she couldn't get her pants up. And <laughs> so I was like trying to like my I had on a pair of jeans that I haven't worn in a long time, so I couldn't get mine zipped either. And so <laughs> and so I just put my belly I just put my belly out like hers and it was just um she's my wife's assistant and she's a sweetheart and I should never put it up because it embarrassed her because, um, anyway, I, I've apologized to everybody and I promised my kids I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to be a good boy from here on out. Okay. He, he sounds extremely intoxicated to me. Is it just me or, or does he not sound very drunk in that uh, on a weekday morning calling into a radio show? He sounds very drunk to me. I don't know if he is. I can't say that, but he he really sounds it to me. I mean, I'm gonna be a good boy. This is a 58 year old president of the most prominent, supposedly conservative Christian school in America. After that photo, he calls in a few days later. I'm gonna be a good boy. I, I couldn't get my pants zipped up. That's this is how he responds? And this, again, is the president of a Christian university. It's, the, it's embarrassing. And they have a board of trustees at Liberty University. They need to dump this guy. They need to get rid of him because he's an embarrassment to the school and to the Christian faith and always has been, to be honest with you. Uh, and he's just a disgrace and he needs to go. All right, number five. Stan Van Gundy, former NBA coach, current NBA announcer, uh, posted this to Twitter trying to justify, speaking of a disgrace, the NBA's submission to China uh, and their silence in the face of Chinese atrocities. This is what he said. He said, we committed, genocide, we committed genocide against Native Americans. We have enslaved, lynched, segregated, and incarcerated blacks over 400 years. Women couldn't vote for 140 years. Using abuses elsewhere to try to distract from our own poor record on human rights is dishonest. Now, of course, the irony here is that he is he's saying others are using abuses el- elsewhere to distract from things happening. He's using abuses from hundreds of years ago to distract from r- abuses that are happening right now today um, in, uh, in, in China. But all I really wanted to say here is, you know, he says, we committed genocide against Native Americans. We've enslaved and lynched uh, uh, black people. Well, what I'd say to Stan... Van Gundy is, listen, Stan, uh, if you have committed those crimes, then you need to turn yourself into the authorities immediately. I, I appreciate you confessing to it and accepting some accountability, but the real accountability for you as some, I mean, you're confessing here. You've said that, you, I mean, we, that includes yourself. So you've said that you have committed genocide and you've enslaved and lynched people. Uh, you, you need to contact the FBI and, and turn yourself in immediately. Now, me personally, I've never done any of those things. I haven't done anything close to any of those things. Nobody in my family has even done any of those things. So I am 100% innocent of all of those crimes. 
I don't know who the we is here. It certainly isn't me. I, so you're, you're, you're being a little bit, uh, so there's some, you're being vague here. I'm not exactly sure. But, but whoever it is, whoever your accomplices are in this, I, I, you all need to turn yourselves in and face justice. Um, so that's, that's, all, that's all I can say about that. That is, a, that is a stunning admission and confession from Stan Van Gundy. I'm surprised it's not getting more, more coverage. We're going to go to our daily cancellation. But first, I want to tell you about our most exclusive membership tier over at Daily Wire, which is All Access. All Access memberships features behind-the-scenes access to live streams and discussions with your podcast hosts, myself included, as well as earlier, sometimes exclusive access to Daily Wire products. Uh, as part of that, we launched our brand new limited count collector's edition baseball bat in collaboration with Pillbox Bat Company. Only 100 bats were made, engraved with the individual number in which they were produced uh, from 1 to 100. Now, this is the crazy part. These bats were only offered to All Access members, and they were sold out in two days. So if you don't want to miss out on exclusive products and offers, you should really join All Access at The Daily Wire. You'll also get exclusive access to live online discussions with hosts, writers, and special guests, along with joining All Access Live, our exclusive live stream Q&As hosted every night. Uh, lastly, you get not one, not one, but two, and I don't have a second one here, uh, not one, but two leftist tears tumblers with your membership. So go to dailywire.com slash Mulsh. Mulsh. My last name is Mulsh. Dailywire.com slash Walsh with coupon code all access to get 20% off your membership. They call me Mulsh. What can I say? Finally, for our daily cancellation, uh, just a quick one today as we, uh, as we get into, into the weekend. Uh, or quick two, actually. Both of these are defensive reverse cancellations, which is something that I do every once in a while. It's somewhat of a rare spectacle. It's a rare treat. The cancellation deflection. I'm going to be canceling those in the audience who have tried to cancel me for some of the things I've said this week on the show. Primarily, I'm going to cancel the people who wanted to cancel me for our discussion earlier in the week about voting. And I said, if you, if you heard that show, and if you didn't hear the show because you weren't listening, then you're canceled for that. But I said that the problem with voting is not that the turnout is too low. It's, 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 it's that the turnout is too high. Too many people are doing it. There should be fewer voters, not more. Voting should be more difficult, not easier. Voting should be a privilege exercised by the qualified, not a universal right given to any non-contributing moron who happens to wander into a polling station uh, on, on, on a particular day, or send in a ballot via mail now, I guess. Now, obviously, people were upset about this for many reasons, but the, the, the main thing, the main group I want to cancel, actually, are the people, the conservatives, who told me, and I got this a lot, that I might be right, and uh, it might be true that, that we should have laws in place, ideally excluding unproductive and ignorant members of society from voting, um, but we shouldn't be talking about that. This is not a discussion we should be having right now because it's not popular. It's not politically expedient. And so it's, it's a dumb thing to be arguing for or bringing up. It's those people with that attitude, especially, who I'm going to cancel. Because this is the theme of the show, right? Talking about the difference between left and right. Um, here's, here's another difference. Leftists, uh, they have big, crazy ideas all the time. And, and, and they have no problem articulating them and arguing for them. Think about the Green New Deal, okay? For, and we on the right had a lot of fun with that. 
but it's it's a smart move to put to put that out there to argue to argue for the most extreme thing you can and part of the part of the strategy there is is if you, if you argue for the most extreme thing then you settle on something that's still pretty extreme but not as extreme it seems like a compromise it seems like you're being reasonable but i think the real point of it is to is to get the idea out there. And that's what leftists do. They get the idea, the ideals out there. Uh, they make the argument for what they ideally think society should look like. This is what leftists are talking about all the time. We know what their ideal society looks like. It's pretty horrific and dystopian. Uh, and not a society that I want to live in. But it's a society that we're becoming. And part of the reason for that is because they have a clear vision for every aspect and facet of society. And they say, this is what it ought to be. I think conservatives often counter that with no vision. What exactly, if you're a conservative, what do you think society should look like? How should all these things, don't tell me what you think it will look like, or what's what's the most practical, most reasonable thing to, to strive for, or the most reasonable goal. But no, no, no. In, an, in your ideal world, what does it look like? What is your ideal vision? The left has their ideal vision, and they put it up against nothing, or just a whole bunch of uh, practical compromises that the right makes. So what I'm talking about here, no, do I, do I actually think with voting that... Uh, that anytime soon there are going to be these laws in place? Of course not. But it's a good idea to, to have, to, to, to have a, a vision um, for what voting ideally would look like, how it ideally would operate, what it actually is, what it's for. I mean, that's what I'm getting at here. No, this is, I, I, I'm not claiming that this, this is pra- practical uh, advice or something that's really going to happen anytime soon. But it's a question of what is voting, really? What is it? What do we even have it for? Once again, the left, they have their answers to those sorts of questions. What is this for? What are we supposed to have this for? They have an answer. Their answers are wrong, but they have it. The right doesn't have answers a lot of the time. So what is voting for? What's the point of voting? Is the point of voting just to give literally every single person a chance and every single person, no matter what in America, you know, an equal say in, in, in the direction of the country is, is, was that the, the original idea? Is that, does that make sense? Is that best for the country? Is that how the country should work? I say no. No, I, I think voting is something that is a, is a, a great responsibility, a great privilege but it's not for everybody. As I said, if you are if you are ignorant of the basic facts of how our system works, if you don't know anything about that, you're not paying attention. If you're not a productive member of society, then it's not for you. The great thing is, it could be for you. You those are all things you can change anytime and if you do, welcome. But until that time, um, you should be voting. That's it. It's an, it's an, it is an idealist sort of argument, but those are the kinds of arguments that we should be making. And then finally, uh, what was the other one that I was, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, so slightly less important, but I also wanted to cancel the people who tried to cancel me yesterday because I had never heard the term, uh, thought. And I'm still not sure if I'm pronouncing it. T H O T. I still don't know. 
if I'm ca- pronouncing it right. I don't know if the H is supposed to be silent or not, but T-H-O-T. I encountered that yesterday on the show. I never heard of it. Uh, there were many people making fun of me for that. Many cancellation attempts. Personally hurt my feelings, first of all. But now I know that it means that hoe over there. And, um, you know, when I when I heard that, I was pleasantly surprised because, and I, you know, I, I honestly couldn't sort of believe that the youth of today have uh, a gardening term like that. You know, that they have gardening lingo, I, I thought was, uh, was, was pretty impressive. And gardening is a, uh, a, a very fruitful pastime. So, so I was pleasant. I, you know, I'm thinking I'm, I'll probably go to Lowe's this weekend and drop that lingo on the outdoor sales associate just so he knows, just so he knows that I'm, you know, I'm hip. All right. Uh, so you're all canceled. And that's it. We're going to cancel the show now, at least for the, at least for the week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Godspeed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, and The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Wall Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens, edited by Danny D'Amico, and our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. If you prefer facts over feelings, aren't offended by the brutal truth, and you can still laugh at the insanity filling our national news cycle, well, tune in to The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get a whole lot of that and much more. See you there.